Welcome to the College Church Sabbath School Podcast, where each week Pastor Anar Ram and Elder Roger Prather will be diving into the weekly lesson from the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The congregation at the College Church has made it their motto to love, grow, and serve. We really want to learn to love more, grow more, and serve more. It is our hope that through these conversations, we can learn to better serve our congregation, our local community, and the world. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you are blessed with today's conversation. Welcome to the College Church Sabbath School Podcast, and uh, so glad you're allowing us to be part of your life, and we're looking at the adult Sabbath School lesson. Uh, The whole quarter is uh, God's mission, my mission, and... We're on lesson number eight, Mission to the Needy. And uh, we're here around the table. There's five of us, and we're going to go around to my left again and just do quick intros. Uh, my name is Pastor Tom Nicholas. I'm the, the campus pastor over at South Lancaster Academy. Tom Bloom. I'm the history teacher at South Lancaster Academy. My name is Roger Prather. I'm the English teacher at South Lancaster Academy, and I currently serve as an elder in the college church. Yep. My name is Dan Thomas, and I am the young adult Bible uh, teacher here at South Lancaster, well, actually, at the college church. College church, there we go. There we go. And I want you to know that the, the four gentlemen you just heard from are the most serious people in the world. They don't have a funny bone in their bodies. <laughs> no, no no sense of humor at all. No sense of humor. No, none at all. So yeah, well, The gospel is a dry. dangerous business and we should take it's it a, very seriously. Yeah, and it's well, dry. And, and it's boring, dry. So. It's dry. We should be too. Jesus didn't laugh. <laughs> no. Ni- neither should we. Are you sure he didn't laugh? Not <laughs> one of his photos show him laughing. Hey, the Bible says one point. thing. It says Jesus wept. That was it. It didn't say anything else. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so you're and saying he was a crybaby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so listen, um, let's have a. I'm going to ask if uh, who, Pastor Tom, would you have prayer for us as we start? Yes, absolutely. Dear Crown Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for this wonderful, beautiful day that you've given to us. It's wonderful mm. and beautiful and warm because. You love us so much, mm. and that's just incredible. And it's hard for us to actually to wrap our minds around the the breadth and the length of that love. Mm. And um, Father, I, I believe you are a fun God. You Amen. like to play hide and seek with us behind fiery bushes, and you just mm. like to you know, like to play with us. And so, like we around this mm. table, we love to have fun with you. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, there are those out there who like to have fun with you too, Lord. And they resonate with with our conversation mm. and, our, and the way how we interact with you. Father, we just invite your Holy Spirit to be present here. We thank you for the promise that he's He's here without need of invitation, but, Father, it's just it's for our hearts that we invite you in. Empower this conversation, Father, mm. and let it have impact beyond the walls of, of this building, of this room that we're in. Let it impact hearts, and as we said in our last podcast, not just hearts, but lives that take action from these beliefs, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, it's interesting, um, Pastor Tom, you were uh, praying that, a thought popped in my mind. There was a book or a video series written by, this is going back maybe a decade or two de- two decades ago, and it was about witnessing, and the title of it was simply Walk Across the Room. Hmm. And you think about that's really large, large, largely what goes on, walk across the room, walk across the street, walk across the 
the boundary, the property line, and just begin talking with people. Well, so. I, I think it. The premise of that walk across the room is don't stay on your side and wait for someone to right. come to you. Exactly. The premise exactly. is you got to go to them. Like we've built this beautiful church, that's wonderful. Don't wait for people to come here. Right. You got to get yeah. out, that's move towards. And so there's our main story um, for this week's lesson it comes from the Gospel according to Luke, the fifth chapter, and um, it's in verses 17 down through verse 26. And I'm going to ask if someone would either round this table here either summarize it or read it for us. Don't everybody jump at once. There we go. I I'm, read last time. I'm, I'm picking on Daniel. Do you All have right. it, Daniel? My iPad's dead. Oh, here we go. You can use my Bible if you don't mind the, the NIV. So we're right there. Okay. And uh, we're doing 17 to 26. Yeah. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who thinks or who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus knew that they were thinking, knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them and took what he had been laying on and went home, praising God. Easy, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. I have to say that just a quick, just a quick. I was wa I've watched this scene on the 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 chosen. Yeah, and like if you watch a loop of like the way the chosen does Jesus's healing scenes, it's just it's so powerful, just ridiculously powerful. And I was thinking while you were reading those verses because I remember what it's like watching the chosen version of this and. To prove that Jesus knew what they were thinking, he turns to them while they're in the window and he goes, Okay, guys, you know, is it easier to say blah, blah, blah versus blah, blah, blah? Yeah. And, 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 and it, you can tell that just like, and he's just like, it's just, I just listening to that. I'm, they're blown away because he read their hearts and everybody else is like, What's he What's talking he doing? about? Right. Yeah. What's he talking That's about? <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's just, it was amazing. 
because the expo of faith from both sides, mm. like the friends who brought him, who were like, dude, okay, we'll we'll try it one more time for you, you know, for your sake, we'll do it, you know, kind of thing. And then the faith of the of the young man who was who was let down, you know, it's just all over the place. The the amount of faith that is dis- on display there. Amen. I think that's the first. That's what we usually have so much to say. What's what's wrong with everybody today? Fifteen, 15 minute pause. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk about. I just want to point out. We talk. We, we when 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 it says Jesus perceived their thoughts. So I've always wondered. You know, um, is it because Jesus had like some sort of like supernatural power, or was it because Jesus was so in touch with? the people around him that they could, that he understood them. Right. Mm. Right. They're idiots. I've always sort of like thought that, like, was it Jesus is like, you know, I'm doing it in person. Like people on the radio can see me doing (laughs) it, but you know, like staring, I'm like, I'm staring at Tom Bloom right now. Like I can see into a soul. Yes, Tom, I I know know what what you're you're thinking. thinking. (laughs) You know, is that what Jesus is doing or is Jesus like just so connected? Is, is he just such a people person that, he just intuitively sort of knows like what what people's feelings and thoughts are, and he's looking at these Pharisees and just the looks on their faces or something's like, yeah, I know, I know you didn't like what I just said, right? Right? Because he he obviously said it, right? And he's going to look at them and be like, I know you didn't like that because you think that you know I don't have that authority, right? But yeah. you know what's easier? Yeah, and th- and that's the beautiful thing you know? because in the in the chosen he goes, you can say anything you want. Mm. Right? What words are just words, right? Mm. So which is easier? Mm-hmm. Your sins are forgiven because to me that was just like, whoa, that's a turn of the screw because because we have a lot of this stuff it's just like, oh yeah, we throw these words out there and you know, oh your sins are forgiven. How in the world do you know? But yet words are powerful. Right. Yes. So I mean, words so, change lives. And so what he does is he then goes on to say, okay, so which is easier? For me to say your sins are forgiven or for you to go get up and walk? Mm, yeah yeah and the sermonic interpretation of that is usually like jesus is displaying a supernatural power by healing the guy which substantiates his forgiving of sins but i think there are other readings that are involved here right Mm -hmm. because i think jesus is sort of speaking to how hard it is to forgive people's sins right i think you can interpret it that way yeah um it's really difficult for us to forgive the sins of people especially those whose sins have wronged us personally yeah Mm -hmm. right and so and then if, if it's hard to forgive their sins, it's going to be even harder to meet their physical needs, yeah. right? I'm not going to help that person. You know what he said to me yesterday? Like, I'm not helping that guy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's how, that's our human nature. And I think Jesus might be speaking somewhat to that too. Hmm. And then you can go even deeper. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is forgiving sins before Calvary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. usually we go in this whole like Jesus died for our sins, and you have to you have to believe certain things about how that went out in order for your sins to be forgiven. Well, that that this this whole story precludes that because Jesus is forgiving people's sins before he was dead. Yeah. Well, and there's and even before more, he had been resurrected. So, <clears throat> there's even more tangent on that stuff. Like the Abrahamic covenant is still in force because you look at some of the your faith. Has made you righteous. 
mm-hmm. and it was like the woman who touches his garment, and then it's been a, counted to you as you know, righteousness, and, and it's all that sort of stuff. And he still honored that covenant. So uh, we kind of went right by a really important aspect of this story is about the people who are carrying the man. Yes. Right. And and I think and I don't want to be melodramatic, but if the guys hadn't carried that guy, this story wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't here. Wouldn't have happened, right? Wouldn't have happened. So I think there's an important message there that's kind of sobering, you know. Says so okay, um, you know. And I, when I've preached on this before, I think the question is, who are we in the story? Are we the people carrying someone on the stretcher? Are we on the stretcher? Are we the homeowner who? has to deal with the hole in the roof that was put there. Yep. Uh, evidently, I don't know, that either A, they, this was just a common thing they did, which I kind of doubt, or B, they just they said, is this okay? And he not, you know, but I don't think he asked for permission, you know, but, but the point is, is who are we in the story? Yeah. And to some degree, <clears throat> we're all in the story. And, and even, I don't want to be heretical, but in a way we're Jesus. You know, offering, saying those words mm-hmm. that can change a destiny. It literally changes a destiny. We might also be the Pharisees. Oh, yeah. That and we would, might that, also be you. those people in the crowd who have absolutely no idea what's going on around them. Right. right. Like, why That's, am I here? I don't even really know what's yeah. going on. There's a crowd. What's, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm just rubbernecking. Right. Yeah. Thank you. We That's, could be all those things. Yeah. We all have been all those things at yeah. some point in our lives. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the, the issue of rubbernecking because that could be what we as Christians, you know, do with this story. Well, this, he brought up the cho- in the chosen scene. They kind of they kind of go that direction, yeah, they, right? They there's yeah. people are attracted. Oh, there's a lot of people over this house. Right. What's going on over there? And people are just like, oh, what's going on? Oh, that guy Jesus. Oh, who? Who's Jesus? Yeah. What's he all about? Yeah. You know? And the Pharisees are like, oh, Jesus. Oh, they say, huh? yeah, oh yeah. And they oh, scurry over there let's to the go window. see what's going on let's over see here. See what we can bail it with. You said right? that because yeah. if I ever opened a restaurant, which I never will do, I would probably say for open night, hey, can you guys park your car in my in the parking lot of the, of my restaurant? You know, because that's one thing that sells people. You know, they see the well, that's got to be a good place because right. look at all the people there. Uh, you, okay, I'm sorry. I don't. Whoa. Okay, oh so I just taught this. Actually, what the the phenomenon that you're talking about? I just taught this to freshmen. Yeah. Um, this past week. Yeah, law of attraction. Yeah, it's it's not so much law of attraction. It's 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 the the unit's called following the crowd, right? And so um, we're reading a lot of literature about um, how groups can influence our individual behavior. And one of the things that we read about and studied this week um, in the freshman class was how. Who's the most powerful person in a group? Is it the leader or the first follower? Right. And a lot of times it's the first follower. Yeah. Because that first, so you have a leader, you have a guy like Jesus who's saying these crazy things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And you get that one guy who's just like, yeah, I'll follow that guy. And you just gave permission to everyone else in that in that group, permission to follow the leader. He right? legitimizes the message, right? Yeah. And you 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 bring so we talked about boundaries last time. You're drawing down some of those boundaries. We we watched a video where there's a guy and they're on the beach at like a concert or something like that. And there's one guy and he's in his bathing suit and he's just dancing his heart out, and everybody's just looking at him like, look at this clown. And then one guy gets up there and starts dancing with him. And before you know it, within a couple minutes, 
everybody on that beach is up dancing. So there's that that aspect, like what Anar said about parking your car in the restaurant. There is that aspect of it too. Like you know, our following Christ in 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 meeting the needs of people. The whole point of the lesson is you know meeting the needs of the needy. Our following Christ oftentimes gives people around us permission. It it it, it lowers the boundaries or it decreases the discomfort of. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to be the only one who's doing this. I've often wondered what the the 12 disciples were doing because in a lot of these like the movies that they're portrayed in, they're standing there slack-jawed listening to what Jesus has to say too, right? Like it's just so overwhelming the stuff that he's talking about. But these guys traveled with him all the time. And so do you think that they might have been in the crowd going, yeah, let me explain that to you. Or, you know, hey, I've heard this, you know, this is what he's really trying to mean by that. You know, and then the people around would be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, and then they're listening for it and stuff like that. I, you know, they were his students, but they were also his, you know, his followers. So maybe they were starting to get... I mean, I don't know. The, you kind of have Peter doing that in The Chosen, right? Because right, he's on right. that roof across yes. with the kids, and yes, he's kind of like, oh, this is going to be good. Right, right, right. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, they weren't just static, like, kind of cardboard cutouts, you know, standing there waiting for Jesus to do the next amazing thing. No, they had come to almost expect some of this stuff and say, yeah, here it comes. Be, be yeah, ready. we don't know what's going to happen, but whatever it is, you're going to want to see You're going to want to see this, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm selling tickets. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. All no, right. I, I like what right. you guys have taken this year because, <laughs> because um, Somebody's I haven't pay seen for the, the chosen. <laughs> but, um, you know, <clears throat> so to answer your question, Roger, I'm, I'm thinking that that, sec- that first follower that's kind of like the leader, kind of who everyone's queuing off of, and maybe Peter is in that role in the chosen, and, and everyone's going to go along with that. I like in verse 20 where Jesus, the Bible singles out, Jesus saw their faith. He saw, so so that this is faith in action. Yep. Um, to go up on this strange guy's roof, um, some translations have it as Peter's roof, mm-hmm. um, pull the, 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 you know, the covering and the, the, the shutters the, the well you wonder back. who had the faith in this whole scenario yeah <clears throat> okay right and, okay um, because we want to look at the guy who's let down in the blanket right yes. he's cajoling his friends oh please take me one more time right you know kind of thing yes. well what if it was the friends who are like dude dude we've heard about this guy come on yep. no i don't want to go and they literally bodily pick him up and say no no you're going this time you know yeah, kind yeah. of thing and, and, I've, and i've heard it preached from that perspective as well so right. that so that um being a neighbor then as we're, we're looking at it is faith in action right um and it takes risk um but sometimes you've got to persevere to to be that neighbor um or to to reach out to that person who otherwise won't a lot of times i, I find um maybe in adventism and, and perhaps in other groups too we're waiting for folks to come to us right the faith of his friends <coughs> went to jesus and so that and then they grab their friend and who probably doesn't want to go to Jesus and, and, and bring him along so that maybe it's also saying, hey, instead of having the concept of folks, the guy in the corner with a sign coming to me, maybe I go to him or yep. her yep. And, um, and, and bring them um, Jesus. Not bring them to the church. No, nope, no. Nope. That's bring them to right. Jesus. That's right. the point. <laughs> so, 
It's interesting you said that because um, there's a quote here on Sunday's lesson. It's so simple. Do not wait to be told your duty. Open your eyes and see who are around you. Make yourselves acquainted with the helpless, afflicted, and needy. Hide not yourselves from them and seek not to shut out their needs. And that's, that's I mean, that, it's, I mean, that's just ABCs. I mean, it's just, you know, open your eyes and over there is somebody and, and uh, take that initiative. What does that look like, though? That's the real good question. Because we have all these stereotypical ways of imagining how that's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's either, uh, you know, I, I would say that there's two two broad groups in the church. Right. They're the groups that say, like, that looks like we're bringing them into the church. And in six months, they're going to be uh, quoting from the great controversy and getting dunked. Yep. Right. And then there's the other group that says, no, 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 no. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going to go out there and we're just going to feed hungry people. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to pass out water in downtown Worcester or something like that. And then you never see this sort of like, I don't know. Yep, yep. For 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 normal people, is that is that what it always looks like? Does it always look like something like that, or is it that that coworker that I talked about before in the last episode, where you know you're just nice to him? Hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? Or how are you doing today? Or hey, I I mean like, you know. Uh, I don't know, just noticing things about about the people around you and 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 how they how they uh, that there, there might be something that they need that you you might not right. even know what they need, yes, but right. just the showing of concern, right, um, could be could make all the difference in the world, and that's the I think that's the type of ministry and mission that we all of us can do in our daily lives. Okay, so for all of us who have kids, this is the metaphor that I'm going to draw, okay? All of us have kids, and we all walk in our houses, and we all tell our kids, hey, you know, pick up after yourself, blah, 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 blah. But for some of our children, it's like the blind walking through a room, right? Mm -hmm. They see the dirty clothes. They see the stuff on the floor. do they? Well, we'll see, right, (laughs) exactly. See, this is that thing, right? It's like their eyes have been... Right, they've got the blinders on, and you're just like... They're focused on other things. All that sort of stuff. Right, okay. So the point of this whole thing is take those blinders off, be willing to see, right, and then do what you are inspired to do. I think part of this is we just have to slow down enough. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we, we're so busy. that we're, we're so focused on our tasks. I, I got to get from this point to that point and I have these 10 things I have to, to be working on. As I'm driving, I'm thinking of my devotion. I'm thinking of my sermon. I'm thinking of the podcast. I'm thinking of grading and all these different things. And instead, I just drove by. You know, ten people who needed a ride, or or whatever that was, right? Because you know, right. I didn't even see them because I'm so focused on the things that are occupying my mind and my energy, and my time. And those are all good things, Tom. Yeah, they're all good. Okay, things. so th- so this is right. this is where it gets rubby, right? Because it's like, oh, you're thinking about all good things. Yeah. However, but the better things. You know, what have you lost in the moment that could mm-hmm. have been? You know, Mark Finley shares. Uh, Mark Finley shared a story um, similar to that. Um, he was going through the airport, you know, kind of a little off pace, but you know, he's going through the airport, and a young lady, um, I guess she's pregnant, and she needs some help. And um, he, you know, like, sorry, I got to get to this conference. And then he turns around, 
and it's it's kind of like God kind of mm-hmm. said, "Hey, what you doing?" Gave him a smack in <laughs> the back, back of the head, yeah, right? Yeah, smack in the back of the head. Right. And he goes back and he spent time with this lady, helped her out, um, you know, counseled her. She was trying to make some decisions on some things, and uh, sure enough, he gets to the conference where he was trying to get to. He's late. He's missed his plane, you know, all of that. He's kind of getting chewed about that because you know you're Mark Finley, you're leading this thing, and you're late. Um, Later on, a couple of years or whatever later, it turns out that this woman um, is a member now. Mm. And because he spent some time and helped her, she was able to lend that helping hand to someone else. <coughs> so sometimes, you know, maybe it wasn't God's intention that he was late. And, and sometimes we need to kind of get that yeah. little smack in our heads. Well, I mean, to go back to the chosen, yep. Yep. the woman at the well, yep. that whole scene in the woman at the well where God, where Jesus is sitting there. The woman comes up and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. I, you know." And it's almost like he acted like, "I don't know why I'm here either, but I'm here, yeah. and I know I'm here for a reason." Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and it looks like you're the reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. So, glad you brought that up. That that incident, that uh, dialogue. He goes deeper. Oh yeah. And so that's, I think, what we touched on earlier. How do we, how do we bridge the, go from, I'm helping you, and I think there's a, you know, another dynamic got to remember here that people don't want to be somebody else's project. Right. They don't want to be. Oh, you're just being nice to me so that you can tell me about Jesus and I can get baptized in your church. That's we're in a really, yeah, cynical, cynical world. And I don't remember Jesus baptizing that woman. No, no, not no. at all. I remember no. Jesus baptizing anybody. No, <laughs> no the gospel say he it. went around baptizing. He did, but yeah, there's no right. stories particularly. Right. No but particular but my point is, is so how do we, uh, you know, take a per lead a person or conversation to a point where it's meaningful rather than like you said, rather than just getting a bottle of water. That's a nice thing, you know. And at, at the risk of sounding corny, you know, Jesus is the water of life. How do we, how do we go from here's a bottle of water to, I know about the water of life, and and because at some point because a lot of good humanitarian groups out there that have you know atheists as members and and because they believe in making the world a better place, and so that that's really the the transition, and and um, yeah, any thoughts? Well. Go ahead. Go ahead. You sure, Tom? Yeah, go ahead. Right. So I was just, because in the last study we did, we focused on, and, and I kind of zeroed out, love. Uh, when we love someone, I can't have my my sleight of hand motive right. that I'm going mm-hmm. <laughs> to I'm gonna right. somehow pass you uh, right. steps to Christ or something like yeah, that and yeah. get you to come to the church. I know, wrap your bottle out in a track, you know. Y- yeah. Know, right, yeah. You know, sleight of hand there. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm doing this because... This is what God would have me do. It's very personal. To lo- right, to love the person. So uh, that's it. What comes of it after that, that's for the Savior to do with that person. But at my job, he's asked me to love your neighbor as you love yourself. To build on that, and what I was going to say is, I mean, personally, I don't think it's necessary for me to know when that transition needs to take place. Okay, it really, really is not, because then it's still, it's mental sleight of hand then, as opposed to physical sleight of hand. Okay, I give you the track, or I'm just waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. <laughs> and here it is, jump, you know, yeah. kind of thing. No, 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 no. 
just continue the relationship. Be real, okay? Just hey, okay, you know, and for 20 years, hey, all right, how you doing, you know, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff. We literally don't need to see the outcome. Right. All that's, right. Yeah, that's, that's a really important point. That's the Holy that's Spirit's job, not ours. I like that. Well, it's, it's, it's also, I think there's some... But, well, but, go ahead. But guys, I, I got to push this because it's still... <laughs> I know. They're not driving this man to a hospital. They're driving this man to Jesus. And so... Well, but were they really? Okay, so hang on. I'm going to challenge you just a minute here. They had heard that there was a healer in town. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so were they driving him to the healer? Or were they driving him to a rabbi? Or were they driving him to the Son of God? All three of those. Potentially all three. Okay, but what was the first one on their minds? At that moment, it's it's the the healer. healer, But it's also the rabbi. And so the rabbi and the Son of God... Excuse me for saying this. We're second, third right. place but right. they, at best. But he saw their faith. Correct. So there's a faith element, not just a, a circus element. Well, you also right. have to right. consider uh, my 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 phrase. I use it. Consider the cultural and historical right. context. What's a someone who suffers from a congenital long-term disorder at this period of time going to think? Yeah, Bad. I'm cursed. Yep. I'm subject. God is punishing me for something because my dad was a meanie head. So for I'm whatever, lame, right? Yeah. So he's thinking that sin or some sort of evil on his part is what is responsible for this ailment. And so Jesus is speaking both to him and to the Pharisees when he says, "Your sins are forgiven," because okay, my your sins are forgiven because. Your sin is, in your mind, your sin is what's causing this ailment in you. So I'm telling you, the, the cause, what you th- see as the cause, has been erased. Right? right? Yep. Oh, wait a second. You can't do that. Right? right? Now, yeah. the person believes, okay, this guy just told me my sins are forgiven. To back that up, I'm going to get rid of the physical ailment that you think your sin has caused. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. right. right? To really make the point. <laughs> and. Yeah. And it's not, he's not, there's no hook there. And that's why I, I just to move to Monday's lesson. I, okay. I'm going to put my last, last session. I was the humor guy. Now I'm going to be the, the anti-institutional cr- critic guy. Um, those are my two shticks. That's all I got. That's all I got that's people. It. That's it. But, um, but this Christ method alone, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you guys. I'm so tired of hearing this because it's very transactional. And it looks like being somebody's friend is like a method in a checklist. Mm-hmm. All it's really telling us to do is be people's friends. I just like to eliminate. So when it's, so when we talk, you know, the fourth step is winning their confidence. When we minister to people, when we help them, they will learn to trust us in what we say to them. So when we talk to them about Jesus, they will be more open to listen. So the only reason I'm being your friend mm-hmm. is so you'll trust me. And the only reason I'm asking you to trust me and so I can get you into my church. So Join my cult. You. I can wedge you. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? No, that's, that's right. not. Yeah, exactly. No. We're not car salesmen, man. Yeah. So let's just stop that but I'm gonna, whole I'm gonna push. No, oh, I might push. No, I'm going to push. You. Oh, you push me. Uh, yeah, yeah, please do. Because the, the, the paragraph you're quoting says nothing about bringing them to the Seventh-day Adventist Church or to the Protestant, you know, Baptist Church. It's bringing them to Christ. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So this is this is all about they need Jesus, and there's a hook in our friendship. There's a hook in our conversation. And Jesus, he he went to that well with the intention of hooking. That conversation was intentionally baited 
Sure. With a bait she would nibble on. Sure. It was very intentional to get her. And it got her. Mm-hmm. And through her, he got the whole village. You know, Why so, did it get her? Uh, because he knew her. Or she was ready. You know, well, well both, both of us perhaps. But. Her theology and the social makeup of the fact that a Jew is talking to her, which they didn't talk to each other. They downright hated Something each other. Something different here. So now, correctio, relationally, this Jew is talking to her, which they don't talk. Yeah. The hook was, I love you. I know I you, your and Lord. I love I you. I know you. I know you've yeah. got five husbands, and the one you're with are not your own. Yeah. I still love you, and I'm still asking you for water. You're not unclean to me. Right. So the guy pushing drugs or doing whatever, I'm not trying to hook you into my denomination. I'm telling you, you're a human being, and you mean something to me. And it can I know you've got a pistol there. in your pocket. I know. <laughs> right, right. I don't care. <laughs> so, but why do we have to jump? Okay, so why can't it? Why can't the conversation just stop right there? It should. That's what. Okay, but now what we're talking about though is we're talking about to that next one. Now I got to bring God up, right? Well, well. So, so God should be a part of it anyway. The a Christian worldview. Denomination is not salvific. Right. I'm waiting for my lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm. My condition is that I'm going to die, mm-hmm. and so is that individual and anyone who's a sinner. Right. You accepting Christ gives you a chance to be saved. It's not dependent on my denomination. It's your relationship with him. I'm encouraging you to build one. I, no, I understand what you're saying, Daniel. Okay, but I'm trying to reel it back even farther sure. to say, to say, okay, again, if all I do is say hello to you and this happens to be the linchpin and I never talk about Christ with you, does it mean that I have failed my job as a witness to you? See, because this is what I'm hearing, right? Mm-hmm. Until I, until I put. Jesus into the conversation somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not my witness that I'm simply going and talking to you and being willing to interact with you and being, isn't that Christian enough? It depends. It Yeah, it depends, because I was thinking, so suppose one of us or somebody we know and love has bad headaches. So they go to the doctor, doc, I've got these terrible headaches. Okay, so here's a prescription and stronger Tylenol, whatever. And they come back a week later, Doc, I got the headache still, but now I'm getting these dizzy spells. Oh, so here's something for vertigo. Here's a prescription. And then they come back again, and uh, Doc, I feel like my uh, you know, eyesight or hearing is going. Oh, here's, uh, you know, and all the while, you know, he's treating the symptoms, but never saying, well, let's go get an x-ray. And, and you say, because maybe there is a tumor growing in there, and you, it needs to be removed. So, you know, you wouldn't, that's the thing is, is when we interact with people, hopefully the goal is to get to the symptoms. I mean, to the, to the cause, not the symptoms. Yeah, but whose job is that? Again, I, I, and I harp on this, okay, forgive me. Okay, I harp on this because, because I firmly believe that we substitute ourselves for the Holy Spirit in way too many things. 
okay? We have a job, absolutely. I don't discount that, okay? But our job is, in my opinion, far more simplistic than we make it out to be. All right. I and think yet it more depends. profound, though, too. Yes. Simple but profound. Right. But I think it depends. Depend. You can't. You can't. I don't think you can make blanket statements. Go back to your point. You said it's to pull people to Christ, right? It doesn't say anything about uh, getting people into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. You're right. But how are most people going to interpret this? How have we interpreted that over the course of our history? And that's what I'm talking about. Right? And. There's that, and I think to your question, it depends because yeah. I'm not going to, every person, there's eight billion people on this planet and they're all different. Right. So the way that I interact with someone is gonna be different based on my relationship with them. The point is to get friendly enough so I can see into that context. That's what I'm talking about. So if I come to you and I have a relationship with you and I've talked with you for you know two and a half years around the bubbler and all that sort of stuff, and we've never done anything other than just talk about, about the Patriots, say, okay? And you've never tried to wedge me and all that sort of stuff, but I consider, <laughs> but I consider you a nice guy, okay? And what happens if one day, like you've let know, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to church, and you know, and just talking to the air, say, or something like that, you know? And then the guy's like, and this, I'm referring to your story, where where the guy simply like, okay, Christian, over here, let me ask him things because now I'm ready for it, and you never pushed it. And, and, and so he felt comfortable enough because he, he knew who you were and you went and, and he came and asked you questions. It might be, it, it, it could be either one of those things, right? Because right. Uh, I have to be, I have to be uh, in tune enough with the people around me that I'm developing relationships with to know when they might need me. Not, not when it's the right time to close the sale. Right, exactly. <laughs> when they might need that particular, and to go back to uh, Pastor Tom's point, it's about, he said, it's about Christian worldview. If I'm doing it right, I don't need a checklist or a method. I don't need to read, right. I don't need to read a right. copywriting yes. manual or anything like that. It's going to organically come out, right? Correct. And so I'm friends with you. I'm friends with Pastor Tom. I'm friends with Anna. I'm friends with Daniel. The way I interact with each one of you is going to be somewhat different based on our relationship. Right. I have a different relationship with. Well, actually, we all have pretty much the same relationship in this room. But you get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to push on some people, but it's not going to be, I don't know. It's, to me, this is all so stereotypical because it's always like, I, like you, say, you use the word wedge, and it's always getting to the point where like, hey, Daniel, we've known each other for two years. Have you ever thought about the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. Do you have a couple of minutes you know to talk mean? about like our Lord Jesus what Christ? Yeah. I, I, I like, no, I like where we're going with this because I was, I was thinking of the, when, I, when I interact with some of my military buddies. Um, you know, spiritually, I think God works on people's hearts and we're just there to do our training or whatever we're doing when we're doing that. Um, a lot of times just organically or naturally, it comes down to what am I doing in my life? You know, where, where's my life going spiritually? And, um, and then I share, right. Um, not because they're necessarily looking they are looking. God's already working on them. I need to love them, and I need to show them that this God that I service is a God of love. Um, salvation for them, that's his department. He's going to work on that. But my part is to show how I live it. Right. Live and it. Yes. That's not... um. 
That's not a goal or a number. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what's the, what's the song says? They yeah. will know us by our what? By our love. Right. Yep. Not by how so, much we proclaim it, right? But the way you love one person is not going to be the same way you love another Granted, person. Absolutely and, and it is right. relational. I'm right. so glad you brought that because I wrote right. down here relationship. My relationship with that soldier, that right. friend, is different than, say, my relationship with you gentlemen. And I think what kind of what you're saying, like with the relational thing, and to get back on sort of like the theme of the lesson, you have to know someone well. You have to get to know someone well enough that you actually understand what they need. Yeah. Right? And some people might need that. Hey, man, you ever thought about this guy named Jesus? You yeah. ever thought about where you're sure. going to go after you die? Or, right. You know, yeah. all the billboards Just... that you see down south. Where, but it might, somebody else, it might be, um, it might be something completely different. Like... <coughs> Whatever, you drink too much. I'm not going to drag you to church. I'm going to drag you to an AA meeting, right? right? And that might be what it is. And you, you, you take them to that AA meeting and you never say, you never say like, well, you have to find Jesus, right? right. You just got to find, you got to find God so he can get you off the booze. No, no, yeah, yeah. You have to understand and get back to needy. Again, we have these stereotypical ways of looking at it. We're not really looking at what we usually do when we look for mission in the church, this would be my great critique of it. We go looking for the needs that we want to meet. Mm, that's true. Instead of actually looking for the needs that people need met. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think that's sort of like the way we should sort of focus it. When we do this, these like checklists and, you know, all that kind of stuff, we we, we, we turn it into like, I don't know, being a Christian's, it's a, it's a self-help program. And, you know, we just read this really amazing book and it was good for us, and just we just now we're turning it into a, a multi-level marketing thing to sell more copies of the book. That's kind of how we treat it, instead of no, I found this worldview that completely revolutionized the way I look at the universe and other people, and I'm living it out. And if if you, if, if if the way I make relationship with others gets them to notice that, then the Holy Spirit's going to work on both of us to get us Correct. to a point where yes. their needs are met. Right. Right. Yes. Versus I have to get them to read the great controversy or the steps to Christ and go, well, I never knew that the Pope was going to persecute people at the end of time or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that worked in 1950. We've said this multiple times in multiple forums that worked in 1950 doesn't work today. You know, when I read through the gospels uh, and, and three of them are very similar and at the end of uh, John, he, he says, and much more could be written. In fact, if we were to write down all of the good things that Jesus said and did, there's, you know, there's not enough paper in the world, you know. And because uh, Jesus, he, for his life in his public ministry, is only three and a half years, and yet he, he filled his time with doing good and saying good. He was very intentional. And every, now correct me if I'm wrong, because my memory's not that great. In fact, it's really not that good at all. Uh, it seems like most of his conversations were very intentional about teaching kingdom, oh, yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. There was no casual conversation. There was no, I, I don't know, we're, we're saying let's take our time two and a half years and get to know a person and find out what their needs are and then go, and then maybe we can talk about what their needs are. Jesus says there's, there's not time for that. Every conversation was loaded with bait for that person and, and and so this is my perspective. The, the Christian worldview 
say, you know, if, if Christ is our example, would say every conversation could be a salvific one, could be one that's so, so guiding them towards. I agree with you saying, Tom. Um, excuse me. Um, let's say you are you have a friend and they say, well, I'm going to go eat at, I don't want to disparage any restaurant, but I'm going to go eat at uh, this restaurant over here, restaurant A. And, and you've been there before. And you're like, you know, you don't really, you said the food ain't that great. You know, you know that, but you go to restaurant B, that's good food. It's about the same price and same kind of food, same whether it be Mexican or whatever it may be. And so they say, I'm going to restaurant A. I would hope that you'd say, hey, you're, that's an okay place to go. My own experience has been restaurant B for the same amount, it's, it's better food. So uh, what I'm saying is, at some point, we, I, I really think we need to say, hey, Jesus does have something to offer. And I, don't, and I know that gets us more uncomfortable, but like, you know, if, if, you, if you, you know, I hope you care enough about me, you're not going to let me go to an inferior restaurant, even though it's just right next to the other, you know what I'm saying? Right. You say, try this other restaurant. So I think that's kind of the way it is. And I know it's so awkward to bring up religion and, and, uh, um, the you know the name Jesus it's it is awkward it's it, you could be a pastor and it's still awkward actually most people bring it up on their own in my personal experience like I like I actually work in a very secular environment you do you do as does Daniel yep and a lot of times like you you don't have to like go in with right. a shirt that says right. like I love Jesus yeah, you exactly. know you don't that that's, the that's... way you live your life is going to get you noticed and then people will say things like. I'm not really into religion. You know, I grew up Catholic and my parents made me go to catechism class and it really turned me off because the priest told me I just had to believe what the book said and he couldn't explain to me why, like, you know, whatever. And that that's your opening to be like, well, I'm sorry you had that experience right, because right. religion's not really like that. Right, there you go. And that's all, you could just stop right there and then you might not have another conversation about religion for four or five weeks, right? Yep. The rest of the time it's about work or it's about sports or it's about you know, whatever's going on in the world. And then there'll be that one thing like, and it'll come up again. Right. And then you, you're just constantly dropping little, it's like, think of it, think of it, you have a guy, you have a, you have a giant 50 gallon drum filled with water. Yeah. And the first conversation you have that mentions religion, it's a drop of green food coloring hmm. and it goes into that 50 gallon drum and it dissipates. You can't. You can't see it, but it's in there. The yep. molecular structure of that food coloring still exists. Yep. You can't see it, but it's there. Yep. And then the next time you have a converse, a similar conversation, it's another little drop. Maybe you have a conversation where you get three drops in. You have enough of those conversations. You've loaded enough of that food coloring in that fifty-gallon drum that you can see the color change. That's the way we need to think about mission. Yep. Not this like. Hey man, I've got a gallon of green paint and I'm going to dump it in you as soon as I get the opportunity, but that's yeah. how we treat it. And that's what, again, not to be overly critical, but that's this, this Christ method alone. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I see it. We're just waiting for the opportunity to dump it in. Right. See, and, and okay. And I'm, I'm going to push back a tiny bit on what you had to say, because you say that every, everything in the Bible was written and Jesus was always pointed. Okay. You're right. Okay, but why would they write down when Jesus enters into the house of Peter and says, hey, what's for lunch? Mm. 
Okay, I don't know. Tell me. That's not germane, right? That's not germane to the salvation story. We have a lot of these stories in there where, well, what happened to to Jonah? You know, what happened to to the to the Ethiopian? No, doesn't matter. Okay, they just go off into the mists, right? Because it's not germane. Okay, so of course you're going to write down the things about Jesus that are germane to the salvation to the point. Right, but I guarantee you that Jesus sat around and just shot the breeze with with people, which ha with, with no pointed conversation at all. Yeah. Well, we I lose a lot you. of that. Like that, we, we lose a lot of the story um, because because we don't think in those terms, and we also we don't we don't do a good enough job as teachers of crit critique everyone around this table of uh, giving people the right context. Right, we want to just. We, that's why this podcast thing is so cool because we can, I mean, theoretically go as long as we want and we can get in as in depth on one topic as we want. And we can give people some of that depth because we don't normally have to do it. Oh, we have 45 minutes. Oh, okay. This call to worship. Now oh, they're going to start the organ music in 30 seconds. Okay. We have to stop. You know what I mean? And we, we, we have it in the classroom. Right. The bell rings, you lose the kids. And as Tom likes to say, they have brain eraser devices in the doors. <laughs> and as soon as they walk out of your classroom, everything you just talked about for the last hour is zapped out of their mind. And then they wander down the hallway and they go, is this what my next class is? And like, yeah, come in and learn about American government. I just, and they're like, great. I already forgot everything I learned across the hall in religion. You know what I mean? So you and and and, and we, we kind of do that. And so here we can so let's go back to the woman at the well. There is a sexual component here that we don't talk about. Yes. That's a that's a woman by herself in a public place, unaccompanied by her husband or another male family member. Right. Yep. If you know anything about Middle Eastern culture then and today, bad. that is bad. Very bad. Now you have a Jew who not only is there that Jew Samaritan animosity, there is the social inappropriateness of a man approaching a single woman in public. And talking to her. And, and talking her to her. Yeah. And asking something from her, yeah, right? right? What's yeah. no, what in that situation, what's a man normally going to be asking the single woman uh -huh. for? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. We yeah. don't like to talk social about this. Yeah. Right. Because missiology. Huh? Mm -hmm. So social inappropriate missiology. Yeah, yes. socially this is <laughs> this yes. is socially inappropriate missiology. Or what Jesus was what doing. Jesus did. Oh yeah, Jesus exactly. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And so here you, he's talking to a woman, he asks her for something without any expectation of something in return. Right. But, and but, that is another layer that we don't really cover. And I want to mention what's so amazing about the story is how he steers the conversation. That's well, the, 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 the society is... steers the conversation because she, she goes, let me go get my husband. Right, right. And he's like, you don't have a husband. <laughs> so yeah. she's, but he's not she's saying expecting that... him to maybe coming on to her and right, exactly. a, asking something untoward. Like, yeah, how her. much is it going to cost me, basically? Yeah, That's what she's expecting. to protect me now. Right. right. And he's yeah. like, you don't have a husband. You don't need protection yeah. from me. Right? And so it goes on this way, and, and, and we don't get into depth with stuff like that. Do we have conversations with people like that? Or no, because yeah. we're afraid of the social conventions, and or we invent our own social conventions in the denomination. We have ways of doing business that we won't step outside those boundaries. And so this precludes us. Again, we talked about barriers last time. Here's a big barrier that we erect for ourselves. You know, I want to go back and talk about um, your analogy, the dye in the water. Yeah. 
Um, you can use that, by the way. I, I love it. You know, teachable, <laughs> teachable, definitely preachable right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just think about it. So I, I like the analogy because um, I guess it, it opens the door for me to critique the, the approach of the Christian that's still being done in the 21st century. And that is, um, or Adventist specifically, and that is that um, I want to, it's my mandate to dump all this paint in your water. As quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. Um, and then I count you, and then I move on to the next mm-hmm. person so that I can dump some more paint. And in we measure water. the color of paint to make sure it's the right color. And I got to right. measure Yes, yes yep. thank you, yep. Pastor Tom. <laughs> yep. I, I got to measure it right. to make sure I got the right amount. Um, I think this approach is, um, and I think anyone will agree, it's very mechanical, mm-hmm. um, extremely mechanical. And part of the problem with that is that, uh, again, you know, we've been talking about love, and it strips that opportunity to really build a relationship. And all I care about is that, that tinge of color. Yeah. And I think um, what we've been seeing, or we've seen that um, it's not very natural, it's very mechanical. Mm-hmm. And what's being taken away is really the opportunity to get to know someone and to build a good relationship with them. Just to um, be friends with people just for to the be sake friend. of friends. And, 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 and building that love, that, that community of love. I, I cease to be a community. In fact, I don't even care about you. All I care about is getting to pour that vial right. of my paint in the, you know, the water of your mind, color you, count you. And then move on to the next. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to we need to build in more, be more considerate of relationship. And I think this is what young people see, yeah. young adults, young young folks yes. they see. And this is this is the yes. great hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and since when have we become like this? Um, the truth is, if we really believe it, the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. All of us are guilty, but God's gift is eternal life. I have all the life I have, all the time God gives me, to build and to show you Jesus' love. Um, and it's not about my time. Yeah. It's the Master's time. Yeah. And, and, and if we approach that way, it's, it's not as difficult to count. In fact, you can't count it. Right. But how many of us, and I always say this, I used to say this when we were in, you know, for the adult Sabbath school, how many of you, um, and I know I've talked with a couple of you. Pastor Nick, yeah, we did one together. I would always ask the congregation, how many of you are in touch with someone else and you're not in touch with someone else mm-hmm. throughout the week? Those are opportunities to show the love of Christ um, organically, not mechanically. And find out what they need. So, yes. So it's interesting where our conversation is going because what I'm seeing here is... Uh, almost a pushback from many well-intentioned, guilt-ridden mm-hmm. sermons and programs that we've heard and maybe even preached about witnessing. And you need to go out and tell your neighbor that Jesus is coming soon. And, and you know, that's, and I think there's sort of a pushback from it because it is, and yeah, I see everybody's, I see your points about you know, we don't want this to be a program, manipulative. But like I keep coming back to, and and there's no answer for this. I don't think there's a simple answer. How you say try restaurant B, be, because it's better than restaurant A. 
you know well they're gonna I, see see this is this is the thing okay so this is the beauty of what daniel and, and, and roger and, and what we're talking about here is there is a simplicity to it because if you are alive with jesus christ mm -hmm. okay it's just going to be and they're going to be right. like you're eating at a different restaurant, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And that's really what it's yeah. going to be like. And you it, don't have indigestion. Right. But right. you want to be, I've got indigestion, I'm an A. So, so that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about the, if you are living the life that we're talking about here, and I mean truly living it, there's, all, okay, and don't misunderstand me when I say this, there's almost no need for you to say try restaurant B. Right. Yeah. Because they're gonna they're gonna look at it. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, "Whoa!" Well, I want to go yeah. where you guys are. Yeah. Right, man. I want to go. I want that vegan restaurant. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so where are you going? Where then, are you but, going? So, I, I want to back up just a little bit. Yeah. Because you guys pushed back against something I had said earlier, and you guys didn't push back enough. You guys started but didn't go far oh. enough. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Make our argument for us. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to do it for you guys. Do it for you. <laughs> there you go. All right. So there are. There are multiple strong references to Christ's social life that were not loaded with. It, there's no implication or any indication that it was loaded with an with a salvific intentionality. It just just where, where's the food? I want to hang out where the food's yeah, at. Right. There's no food. I'm gonna bring some. I want to hang out with you guys. Right. You know, like he he was extremely social just for the sake of sociality, mm -hmm. and 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 that. That component is well documented, you know. So we, we have both elements th that are well documented. You have the mm -hmm. social, you know, building the community, that social aspect of I just want to hang, and then there's also just to be your friends, and, and with all kinds of people from the social elite down to the social outcast, from right. the wealthy down to the poor, and everything in between. Yep. From 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 that social component all the way over to the other to, to the component of intentional conversation mm -hmm. loaded with bait you have everything in the middle and 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 how do you know where to go holy spirit has to be present to guide you Amen. in that moment right, right. You know. so well listen my and, friends. and it, yeah i mean you go back to the the tabernacle right so that i might dwell among my people just want to be with you guys and then what does jesus do jesus is just like hey can we just hang out mm -hmm. let's see oh there's somebody there's a wedding cool is there going to be a party Awesome. I'm going to turn water into wine. Check this out. You know what I mean? And we get so, I know people get all nervous, you know, but it's, it's true. And, um, I think we should just, and that's, and I'm glad you brought up young people, wh whoever brought up young people, because yeah. man, let me tell you, kids see right through yeah. our fake, mm -hmm. uh, mechanical artificial attempts at, oh, you know, whatever they see right through it. And we never ever learn. We just keep going with the you know the same artificial, whatever yeah. you know. And it, it's well intentioned, but as you pointed out before, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And um, good intentions only get us so far. We have to actually. This is with the, with the young people. This is I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to reveal another <coughs> secret. Sweet. One per episode from now on. Okay. <laughs> um, here's the secret. Guess what? Guess what? The Time to beep. No, 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 no. No, this one doesn't have anything to do with the Catholics. Uh, uh, I have friends who are Catholic. So, um, 
<laughs> I had friends that were Catholic. It's, uh, <laughs> you, but you converted them all yeah, to the truth, no, right? No, they ran away after uh, I started telling about the Pope. So. Oh, okay. Oh, my, oh my. But the, I'm going to tell you right now, you know what kids You know what kids want from the church? To be taken seriously and to be listened to. Because mm -hmm. they is, have opinions. That is all they are looking for. These kids have deep thoughts. They don't need you to entertain. And that's the thing. We think we can entertain them into the church. And no, we right. can't. No. They want to just be listened to and taken seriously. <clears throat> they want authenticity, yeah. and they want to be. They want. They want to know that you're just going to listen and not try to tell them, "Oh, Jesus can fix your problems, and here's how." Which is really, this is how I think you should fix your problems, and I'm going to use Jesus to justify my opinion. That's what young. I'm glad you brought up the young people because the probably the biggest mission field we have in the Adventist Church is our young people oh my goodness yep. yes i agree and and uh listen we have an hour has zipped by and i hope that you who are listening have been blessed by this we have really gone off tangent um uh, no, we haven't no we have <laughs> we've we gone in depth on one narrow aspect oh, of man. the lesson <laughs> People, this is the market. People come to us for this. This is what this they is come it. to us this for. This is so our two, keep sending us our the big two bucks. listeners. We don't <laughs> keep want sending us the big bucks. Listen, listeners. so and don't listen. forget, don't forget to listen. Those two listeners, either just send five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm just now, kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> <laughs> next podcast is interesting. Mission to the powerful. That sounds mm. very interesting because. Today we were looking at uh, more those who are in need. Next one, the powerful, the rich, and the powerful. It's very interesting. We have so, the best words. We have the best word. There yeah, we go. No, I can't wait for this one. Okay, this one's right up my alley. Political right. science. I'm political like, science. Let's sounds, do it. So, listen. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Roger, will you pray for us as we close? I will. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for uh, the fellowship. I thank you for the, the people that are in this room with me. I thank you for the technology. I thank you for the people who make it happen, uh, particularly Megan and all that she's done to get this rolling. And I pray, Lord, that this uh, will be a blessing to anyone who comes across it. As, as we've already joked, Lord, this goes on the internet forever. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Lord, that for as long as the internet exists, that uh, what we say and do here can be a good witness, that we can have mm -hmm. fun, that we're not just being Christian is not some stodgy thing. Witnessing isn't a mechanical process, right? That we're people, we're organic, and that you became a person, organic, and you, you came to hang out with us, and we're here hanging out, and we're, we hope that you're, we believe that you're here with us, and we pray, Lord, that other people will be attracted to that. Uh, give us the character and, and, and the, 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 the social uh, um, ability uh, to represent your will and your character to others. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll be able to tune into our next podcast. May God bless you, and remember that Jesus is the author and the finish of our faith. If you are looking for a community, have some questions about the discussion, or would like to participate in a live Sabbath School class, please join us every Saturday at 10 a.m. for Sabbath School and 11.15 for our worship service at 337 Main Street, South Lancaster, Massachusetts. This has been a production by the College Church's Communication slash Media Ministry. If you were blessed by this podcast, please like, follow, and subscribe. 
Join us next week for another lesson and let us all remember to love more, grow more, and serve more.